the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He was killed nine out of ten times. That's what a state trooper told me a few months ago about the training he has to go through. Uh, And it was multiple sessions he has to do this. A series of videos uh, depicting different scenes that might pop up for him in the course of uh, doing his job as as a state trooper. And he had a gun, obviously a, 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 a not a real gun, an electronic gun like you do for a video game, and, and had to make split-second decisions when to use it based on what he saw on the video screen in front of him. And someone behind him or somewhere was controlling what would pop up on the screen to test him. And he told me that in those drills that he did, he was killed nine out of ten times. Think about that. Uh, and he told me that that's uh, about normal for the other troopers who do the training. So he carries that experience with him uh, around with him uh, every day on the on the job. And I thought of that today when I saw reports on the Michael Rosfeld trial uh, trial, which uh, the last we heard had uh, gone to the jury. They are deliberating as we speak, as far as I know. Uh, and he, is, if you've forgotten, is the cop who killed Antoine Rose, a 17-year-old kid who was running away after jumping out of a car that had been involved in a drive-by shooting. The the defense seems to be that Rosfeld was just doing what he was trained to do. That's what made me think about this training uh, that the state uh, cop had talked to me about. And most uh, cops do go through the same kind of training, from what I understand. So it did make me wonder just how much training Rosfeld had and whether it prepared him for the situation that led to him killing a 17-year-old kid. Just wanted to throw that out there before we get to the other stuff I have here today. Uh, and if there's any news from the courthouse, we'll let you know. But um, I, I, ever since I had that conversation with the, the state trooper, uh, I've thought about this because uh, it is a split-second uh, situation and everybody it's you know like in sports when you get to look at the replay from 20 different angles uh, as many times as you want it, it's a little tougher for the referee making the call as the play is happening same for a cop uh, he's he's got to decide whether he wants to go home uh, to his family tonight or shoot somebody uh, he has about a second and a half to make uh, to decide what he's going to do so I don't I, I'm I'm not declaring anybody uh, innocent or guilty in, on this case, because I don't know. Uh, I assume both attorneys, uh, the, the prosecutor and the, and the defense attorney, uh, did a, a good job, and uh, the jury has the det- details, and we'll, we'll just leave it up to them. I think that's how it works. But it is Friday, and uh, I do have some sports sportsy stuff. Uh, and this is, uh, this is the kind of stuff I like to do when we do sports here. I don't do a lot of X's and O's, as you know, but I, I do think there are plenty of... Uh, things happening in sports that can relate to uh, life in general, culture, even politics. So uh, it's the Washington Capitals, and uh, they were invited to the White House, and they're supposed to show up on Monday for winning the Stanley Cup uh, last June. Uh, And it's a tradition that seems to have run its course, by the way, because too many people want to make a political issue out of it. Um, And and maybe Donald Trump, uh, at least he should forget about doing it because he's uh, a little bit too controversial for people, but um, it's not. My, it, it takes the fun out of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. The Capitals goalie Braden Holtby says he's not going because he has to stay, as he said, true to his values. And uh, by the way, he's a Canadian, so I'm for, take that for what it's worth. But he is a Canadian, and so I don't know. Maybe going to the White House isn't that big a deal to him. Uh, he says a big part of it, though, is his former teammate Devonte Smith Pelly. He's black. He's down in the AHL now, uh, been sent to the minor leagues on a salary cap issue. But he's a, he's been an important player for the for the Capitals, and he was on their Stanley Cup winning team. Holtby says that Smith Kelly considers Donald Trump a flat-out racist. Um, and that's why he's, uh, I guess, 
um, in deference to him, that's why he's not going to go and pay any kind of uh, respects to or allow, I guess, Donald Trump to pay respects to him as a Stanley Cup winner. Uh, but that, you know, the, the Donald Trump as a racist has become an accepted truth, especially, it seems, among uh, most black people. So uh, there's a story here. There's, there's a guy named Steve Cortez. Uh, he, he actually works uh, for Donald Trump as a speechwriter, and uh, he's kind of an advisor. And he did a piece on CNN where he tried uh, the, the, the whole idea of Trump being a racist. There's a couple of things that he supposedly said or did uh, that uh, allow people to assume or cause them to assume that he's a racist. One of them is just the border, they, because the, it's brown people, and uh, he obviously it's people of color, and so the fact that he's trying to stop them from coming into the country, he's obviously uh, a racist. He doesn't uh, like people of color, which is absurd, but that's that's part of the argument. But uh, one of the, I think the, maybe the biggest thing that uh, that the Trump is a racist uh, believers like to fall back on is what he did. Um, or what he said about Charlottesville. Uh, and uh, this guy, Steve Cortez, called it the Charlottesville hoax. And he says it's a fake fake news fabrication. And he said, just last week I, was ex- I exposed this falsehood yet again when CNN contributor Keith Boykin falsely stated, quote, when violent people were marching with tiki torches in Charlottesville, the president said they were very fine people. How many times have you heard that? I've heard it a hundred times. Uh, and and then Trump is dismissed as a racist for having said that. So uh, this guy, Steve Cortez, said, uh, Here is, my colleagues seem prepared to dispute our own network's correct contemporaneous reporting and the very clear transcripts of the now infamous Trump Tower presser on the tragic events of Charlottesville. Here are the unambiguous actual words of President Trump. Excuse me. This is Trump talking now. Excuse me, they didn't put themselves down as neo-Nazis, and you had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the remaining uh, renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. Now then another question came at the press conference, and Trump said this. I'm not talking about the neo... See if this is clear enough for you. I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. That's, that's, that's the exact quote from Donald Trump at that press conference. Um, so, again, uh, this Cortez points out that on MSNBC, Nicole Wallace responded with this. Trump had, quote, given safe harbor to Nazis, to white supremacists, and then Chuck Todd, also of NBC, uh, deny claimed Trump, quote, gave me the wrong kind of chills. Honestly, I'm a bit shaken from what I just heard. Uh, and, and then the New York Times, uh, in a headline, wrote, Trump gives white supremacists unequivocal boost. Now, I just read you what exactly what he said. Was there anything unequivocally boosting in that, in that statement? So uh, Cortez goes on to say, Fox News host Chris Wallace pressed White House Chief of Staff Nick, Mick Mulvaney on why Trump has not given a speech condemning white supremacist bigotry. That's a quote from, uh, from Chris Wallace. Why has he not given a speech, quote, condemning white supremacist bigotry? Well, this is what, um, this is what Donald Trump said uh, exactly. Racism is evil. Uh, the most, this was from the White House. This was on uh, uh, the next day. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. That's pretty unequivocal to me. But it's despite all that, major media figures still instead on, insist on spreading uh, that Trump called neo-Nazis fine people, according to Cortez. And he says the only explanation for such a repeated falsehood is abject laziness or willful deception. I'm going with willful deception on that one. So there you go. That's that's um, uh, a little a bit of a sports angle there because this guy from the this goalie for the Capitals, uh, in sympathy with his 
teammate who is convinced that Donald Trump is an abject racist. Um, he's be- I guarantee you, he's be- basing much of that belief on the stuff from Charlottesville, where it's believed that Donald Trump actually would be. I mean, I know he said some idiotic things, and he and he's got a loose he's got loose lips, and he he's out of control sometimes. But he's not he's not that stupid that he would say something like that. So that's one little sports story, and I have a, a couple more here. But um, you remember when uh, the big news was that Colin Kaepernick beat the NFL for sixty million dollars uh, on the um, collusion case, and. I always wondered where they – there was a confidentiality agreement among the two parties. He sued uh, and saying that there was collusion that was keeping him out of the NFL after his protests. Um, I, I wondered when the story came out where they were getting the figure, if it was a, if it was a confidentiality uh, agreement in the settlement. Because I don't know how many millions it's worth. I, if it's me, I'm not risking it so, so that I can tell some reporter how much it was for if I've agreed to not tell anybody at, at the possible risk of losing it. So anyway, uh, they're going to receive less than $10 million, it turns out, to settle grievances with the league, according to people briefed on the deal. Now, I don't know how they got that, uh, if it's a confidentiality agreement. But the statement, the settlement is far less than the tens of million dollars Kaepernick uh, would have been owed if his grievance had prevailed, it says here. Now, it couldn't be determined how the payment is divided between the players and how much they get after the legal fees. But keep in mind that if if, um, if Kaepernick had won that uh, settlement, they would have decided how much it cost him for the collusion against him that kept him out of his job. And if they would have uh, said that he may, would have made, I don't know, $15 million a year, uh, and it would have been $30 million for two years that he didn't make because he was colluded against, they would have tripled that. And it would have been $90 million if he had gone through with the suit, not settled for whatever it is he ended up with, and and then he had won, he would have won $90 million. About that, that's an estimate. But, um, but he's going to have to settle first, I don't know, if he got less than 10 and it, the lawyers have to get some of that, and he split some of it with Reed. Uh, he got he got three or four million dollars. I'd take it, but he was already uh, he already signed a, a deal with Nike um, a couple months ago for twenty million dollars or something for the shoes and the and the uh, and the ad you know just the the marketing campaign that they did around him. So uh, he's going to be okay. He's going to have plenty of money, but it wasn't sixty million dollars. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about basketball, um, and not necessarily the tournament itself, but a coach who yelled at his player in front of everybody last night, and he's taking a lot of heat for it. Stick around. Texting and rules for occurring automated marketing text messages. Message data rates may apply. Texting privacy rules and terms and conditions at textrules.us. Has dinner got you down? Sick of awful frozen meals or unhealthy fast food? Don't despair because Martha Stewart is doing a free taste test. Giving away three full-size meals from her new meal kit delivery service, Martha and Marley Spoon. All fresh ingredients with Martha's delicious and easy recipes. You're eating in just 30 minutes. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get three free meals, be one of the first hundred people to text the word apple to 246810 it's so easy text us now martha and marley spoon meals are easy simple and delicious and right now martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30 minute meals for free so you can save time and enjoy eating dinner again to be part of martha's at home taste test and get your three free meals be one of the first hundred people to text apple to 246810 that's apple to 246810 apple to 246810 you have in the last few weeks the humanitarian crisis that we haven't seen in years. Food for the Poor's Paul Jacobs on the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. Your business could be the answer to saving lives. I'm John Stagerwald. More in a moment. Fortunately, Food for the Poor has sent dozens of containers into country and we've been able to squeak by and get our food and get clean water to our communities, to our pastors on the ground, and we need your help. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Here's how it works. You make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food 
Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime, nada, zilch. It all goes to meet the need in Haiti. Food for the Poor, an organization that operates at 95% efficiency. Your tax-deductible gift will provide nearly four families food for a year and water for life. Imagine that. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, or give online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Lots of basketball to talk about now that the NCAA tournament has started. Uh, I've never been a really big basketball guy of the four major sports. That's fourth for me. Uh, And I don't do a bracket, and I only watch as much basketball as I have to. And I have some strong opinions about how I think the the tournament would be better, or at least more interesting to me, by not inviting teams that have zero chance of winning. But that's just me. I know I'm in a minority on that. But anyway, the big story from last night uh, might be something that uh, happened on the sideline. Tom Izzo, he's the coach of uh, Michigan, Michigan State. He got mad at one of his players. Uh, his name is Aaron Henry, which I think is an interesting name. Aaron Henry, Henry Aaron. But anyway, um, he really got in his face, too. And the, the video's out there if you want to check it out. I, I tweeted it at Stogger World, which, by the way, is where you can watch this uh, show live and direct from the palatial studios here in Green Tree um, at Stogger World. And uh, we're on there every day live, and you can check it out later on my, obviously on my Twitter feed. If you don't uh, get a chance to watch it live, you can uh, check it out later on. Anyway, uh, uh, Izzo in this little confrontation had to be re- even be restrained a little bit by uh, another player. Now, of course, this being uh, 2019, there was a lot of uproar on Twitter and other places about Izzo's behavior, and he was asked about it in the post game press conference. You know, he was being mean. But, uh, you know, the best part about it, he didn't back down and he didn't apologize. He said he yelled at the kid for not trotting back uh, after a shot instead of running hard. And then he said this. One and done time, you know. The my bads are out the window. If they're my bads because that team played better or that guy played better, if it's my bad because I decided to jog back instead of sprint back, then it is your bad and you're going to hear about it. So that's what it was. I get a kick out of you guys. Get after somebody because you're trying to hold them accountable. I don't know what kind of business you're in, but I'll tell you what. If I was the head of a newspaper and you didn't do your job, you'd be held accountable. That's the way it is. Hey, the producer here, Erin Byrne, holds me accountable. She's in my face all the time for screwing up over here. Uh, and, and uh, of course, since this is 2019, there's, of course, a racial component to this. Um, Izzo is white. 
Uh, the player, Henry, is black. And again, since this is 2019, it had to be a major topic on all the, I think there were about 47 uh, panel shows now that are on cable sports networks spread out all over the the uh, the network uh, over the cable uh, every day that are used to they 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 have to fill time on these cable sports networks and they do uh, some of them are decent shows but I don't watch them a lot anyway um, Chris Carter he's on uh, FS1 I forget the name of the show anyway uh, I think it's uh, it's first take no it's not first take that's a different one uh, I'll I'll think of the show. Um, but Chris Carter, he's the former wide receiver and a Hall of Famer and very smart and one of the best former athlete commentators on TV. I think he's in the top three. He didn't have a problem with Izzo. I'm old school as far as a coaching and, and what a coach can bring to a young person. This is something as far as college, too, because a lot of times the optics, they don't look good. But I'm going to tell you what um, it boils down to a few small things. Coach Izzo made a promise to that kid and his parents. And last night when he was yelling at that kid, I was wondering if the kid's parents were at the game, how would the kid's parents feel? And you know something? The kid's parents would be like, that's what we signed up for. When he sat in our living room, he told us, I'm going to promise you, I'm going to be on your son. I'm going to grow him from a young boy into being a real man, and I'm going to get him his college degree. Those are the things that Coach Izzo promises kids and their family. And that's what Aaron Henry got last night. Yep, and that's why I like Chris Carter. That that was right on the money, uh, that little comment from Chris Carter. Uh, Bobby Knight was looked upon as a, an idiot and a wild man, and he uh, deservedly so in many cases. Uh, and he would uh, he actually choked one of his players, which might have <laughs> been a little over the line, But and he threw a chair across the, the court. But uh, And everybody knows all about that. But these kids who decide to go to Michigan State, you know, Izzo's been there a million years. He's been there a long time. And when the kid is recruited, he will uh, somehow have some kind of uh, interaction with the players who were there. And if the players who were there don't like the coach, they'll tell the kid, don't come here. I'm trying to get out of here. So if Tom Izzo were a bad guy, he wouldn't be uh, winning games the way he does at Michigan State because he couldn't get any kids to play there. And here's the other thing. The kids... Uh, they can. They don't have to. They if they're recruited to go to Michigan State, that means they're pretty good. And if they can go to Michigan State, there are a lot of other places they could also choose to go. Believe me, by now they know all about Tom Izzo. They know about him, and they choose to go play for Tom Izzo, just the way kids chose to play for Bobby Knight. And Bobby Knight was a wild man. He took. He 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 was the boss. He had a, a background as a coach at West Point. He took no grief from anybody. I think he, he treated everybody the same, like dogs, as uh, I think it was uh, somebody, one of the Pac, Green Bay Packers said that at one point, that he treats us all the same, like dogs. And, and, and Bobby Knight did that. And a lot of people still can't stand the sight of uh, Bobby Knight or can't stand to hear his name. But there are a lot of kids who came through there. I, and I actually saw Bobby Knight uh, sitting at a press conference, uh, a post-game press conference, his players would be answering questions from the media, and he would correct their grammar in front of everybody. And so they knew that that, that was part of the deal. And you heard what Chris Carter said about parents wanting their kids to get a degree. You see, what too many people assume is that these players you see, especially the ones who you see late in the NCAA tournament, you think they're going to the NBA. They're not. It's like 2% go to the NBA that just that you're not going to the NBA you're you know unless you're a superstar you're just not going to the NBA so it's incumbent upon the coach to do the things that Chris Carter was talking about which is get the kid ready for uh, after basketball and make sure that he gets his degree and that's that involves being tough on them I don't know what Izzo's record is academically uh, with his players he may not do a good job with that I don't know but I also I don't get the feeling that he has a really bad record of kids transferring out of Michigan State. So if you see the video, which will be popping up all over the place, just keep in mind that uh, Chris Carter was right. He did the right thing, and people need to back off and quit being such babies about it. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says he's canceling some sanctions against North Korea, though it's not certain which ones he means. The president tweeted he's reversed major new Treasury sanctions against North Korea, 
but it wasn't immediately clear what sanctions he was talking about. The tweet from Trump's club in Florida took the Treasury Department by surprise. New sanctions were announced Thursday against two Chinese shipping companies accused of helping Pyongyang evade sanctions. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders put out a statement that Trump likes North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and that he doesn't think these sanctions will be necessary, but she didn't say what sanctions she meant. I'm Warren Levinson. A rough day on Wall Street as fears of a slowing global economy sent worried investors to seek refuge in bonds, sending yields sharply lower. The Dow plunged 460 points. The Nasdaq dropped 196. The S&P lower by 54. This is SRN News. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You'd build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you. The all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter available soon. Dennis Prager explains how the left works. The use of government power for political ends... That is exactly what the left is about, has always been about. There are no limits to the efforts it will make using government to suppress its foes. There are no limits. The IRS was just a hint of it. This is a very scary thing. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. When we look back at our last trip, John, to Haiti, and we see how bad things were with the families that were going two and three days without feeding their children, who routinely said, we get our water from the gutter. I'm John Steigerwald, and your business could be the answer to saving lives. Food for the poor is Paul Jacobs. On one side, an animal uses the water to relieve themselves. On another side, a mother is trying to get water to give their children to drink. Food for the poor, an organization that operates at 95% efficiency. 95 cents of every dollar they spend goes directly directly to help the poor. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Imagine that. Food for a year and water for life for four families, all because of you. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looks like a busy ride outbound Liberty Bridge. Also a delay outbound 65 up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. Very, very heavy Parkway West inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And outbound slows down Banksville Road to Carnegie. We're also stacked up on the Parkway East outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. And the normal volume on the inbound side. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy, windy, and colder tonight. There'll be some lingering flurries in the laurels. The low 24, but it'll feel like it's in the low teens factoring in that wind. For tomorrow, blustery and chilly with clouds giving way to sunshine. High 44 degrees, the low tomorrow night, 27. Sunday turning milder with sunshine, followed by an increase in clouds. High 54. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Oh, I think we've done a pretty good job of telling you about uh, colleges uh, you shouldn't send your kids or grandkids to or colleges you should warn your friends about so that they don't send their kids there. And it might be time to put the uh, the University of Colorado Denver on that list. Uh, Anaf Kalam is a student here, a student there, I should say, and he may not agree with the idea of a list or my idea of a list, but he had an interesting experience there and is here to tell us about it. Thanks for being here, Anaf. Yeah, it's good to be with you. So uh, it was a course called American Political Thought. That seems like a pretty routine, normal course you would see at a, at a college, uh, kind of a history or a political science course. Uh, but uh, the, the teacher did not take a normal approach to that. What was the issue? Yeah, my uh, and, you know, like I said in the piece, I was pretty eager to take that class. Um, everyone's required to take two theory courses. And as it currently stands, uh, there's three options. One of them is this American political thought class. But uh, but in my experience, uh, I took this class, what would it be, three semesters ago now, and I sat down, we go over the course syllabus, and the instructor begins to explain to us that in his just analyses of the way that the American political thought class is instructed in other universities and institutions, he thought that they put too much of an emphasis on the accomplishments of white males. Uh, and so, yeah, his course of action was to uh, remove them entirely from the course curriculum and replace them essentially with, you know, what you would call the voices from the margins. Uh, as I say in this piece, uh, instead of reading the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, we looked at Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, Between the World and Me, um, the same one where he's, you know, just shamefully smearing the 9-11 first responders as racists who had power over his black body or something to that effect. And, and you're looking through the syllabus and with horror, you realize he's right. There's not a mention of George Washington or James Madison or Thomas Jefferson, any of the founding fathers or, or even American presidents for that matter, nothing on the Western Enlightenment, nothing on uh, the European liberal thinkers, none of that. Oh, um, I, I should point out, too, that um, Anoff is, uh, is a writer for the College Fix. I didn't mention that at the beginning. That's where the piece is. You can find it at the College Fix. Is it .org, right? Collegefix.org? Uh, I believe it's uh, .com. Okay, sorry, collegefix.com, uh, which I, I follow very much, and I um, we um, we uh, we have had a lot of guests on from uh, from your publication, your website. Um, so uh, so this was about understanding um, the, uh, the understanding of American political life, as you said, from the margins. Now, did did any other students? I mean, that that's kind of false advertising. If if you if you're you're paying. I don't know how much you pay per credit there, but if it's I don't right. know, and it's a three credit course, you paid X number of dollars for that course, and you were told that it was about the American uh, uh, what's it called American political thought. That's right. Um, you don't expect you kind of expect maybe you're going to hear about Thomas Jefferson, uh, uh, George Washington, maybe a few other people thrown in there. Um, so, did any other students go? Wait a minute, what do you mean we're doing this? Or do they just accept it? Yeah, yeah, they, um, you know, so I, uh, the very first day after the class, I I dropped the class. I wasn't oh, okay. able to spend my, what, twelve, thirteen hundred bucks on that class. Um, and again, look, you know, I'm not in the business of wanting to get this class shut down. I think, you know, everyone's voice should have a platform just on principle. But, but yes, that's exactly my problem is that I think it's false advertising. And there were plenty of other students 
to express their concerns about the same thing. And when I was interviewing Dr. Shimura, who teaches this class for this article, he, he did mention that it was something that comes up in the faculty evaluations a lot. And in my experience, though, not as many people in my circles or any of my colleagues dropped it. Actually, one of my close friends uh, was in this course, and the assignment was, I think, uh, to argue why the American dream was dead. Dead? And Dead, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the prompt. And my friend chose to argue that she doesn't think the American dream is dead. Mm-hmm. She argued a personal narrative. She's uh, a, a Latina woman, right? Right. And she, she thinks it's anything but dead. And he, she got graded down and was basically just confused about why she got the grade that she did. Well, she got she a bad grade? To, yeah, which in, her, in, in his defense, uh, she admits, she'll probably be the first to admit that, yes, it was probably a poorly written paper, but what he said to her when she met with him in his office to discuss it was that, look, you know, I can't argue a position like you're asking me to because I genuinely don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And his, his response was that he thinks she should immerse herself in the cold water. If at least for nothing else the rest of the semester, but she, she, she stuck on through. So she, she made it through the course. Yes. And how many kids were in the course? Um, it was it's a pretty popular course right now, and uh, as I said, it's one of three choices that all political science students are required to take as it stands. It's a pretty popular um, course. Yeah, I you know, which shouldn't come as that much of a surprise based on the uh, type of you know type of student that many of my colleagues in political science <laughs> you know they're sort of, so it's everywhere, sort of isn't it? I'm on. It's everywhere. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I, it, uh, um, so this, so so, when you have a course like this with a name like that, and and then you come out with the uh, with the syllabus that says, you know, we're not going to talk about any white people, and everybody is it are has it gotten to the point that on a, and, and I'm sure this would happen on other college campuses too. Has it gotten to the point that on a college campus you do that and nobody bats an eye? You just say, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds like it makes sense to me. Let's not let's do American history or political science and not talk about any white people. Uh, that, how does that just sit with people? It apparently – actually, here's the story that um, not only is it totally fine and, you know, gets a buy with impunity uh, – on the on the other side of that, you know, in my article I mentioned that sure, maybe this class could have a purpose or a place, maybe in you know sociology or the humanities. Yeah. And if it were certainly called something different, but but the thing is, in the humanities in our ethnic studies department, I'm not making this up. There's a course literally called problematizing whiteness, <laughs> educating what? for racial justice. What's it called? Prop. <laughs> Problematizing whiteness. So they're inventing words too, because I'm pretty sure that's not a word. I don't think it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the gist I've gotten for how to be successful in academia is just throw syllables onto words yeah. and add a yeah, because I, that's a new word to me. So I mean, I went to college a long time ago. Um, so wait, then what is that course about? Um, that course is instructed by uh, Doctor Cheryl Matthias who is, uh, there's an article in the local 5280 magazine I'd be happy to pass along to you. It talks about basically this figure. She's a very sort of radical, um, I don't know how to describe her. Her whole thing is basically about whiteness and how it, quote-unquote, manifests in different ways and how it's internalized and all that sort of, you know, new speak, but... In the course, according to the 5280 Magazine article, they do things like a mock trial for genocide of Christopher Columbus. And (laughs) uh, it's, you know, there's posters and flyers of it just on the campus 
no one really says anything. I think it's a couple of outlets like uh, Campus Reform like three years ago might have written something about it, but basically it kind of went undetected. Why am I sending my kid there to learn that? Um, well, the, the, really the sad thing about all of this to me in, in political science is that for the most part, our, our department, you know, granted, almost expected that, yeah, they're mostly liberal, left-leaning right. people, which is fine. But by, by and large, they've basically just been a very moderate, working people's department. They never really cared to get into any of the, uh, the very militarized, hyper, you know, social justice yeah. sorts of issues that students are interested in, but... Uh, and now, yeah, my worry is that, yes, that I, I really do think we've got great professors in our department, very skilled people with, you know, great resumes under their belt. And I don't want classes like this to show up. And, yeah, I don't want people to be like, oh, um, yeah, no. And, 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 and again, why the hell would you? I wouldn't expect somebody to see something like this and want to send their kid here. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't send mine there. I hope you have a nice time there, and I hope there's good parties and uh, you get out of there with a degree. But uh, Mike, I wouldn't want my grandkids going there. Hey, uh, I really appreciate you being here on off, uh, and uh, uh, keep up the good work, man. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, that's on off. Uh, Kalam, he's of the uh, College Fix and American Political Thought, taught without any white people. That's all you need to know about what's happening on college campuses today. We'll be right back. In my 10 years of Food for the Poor, I have not seen anything like this since the aftermath of the earthquake. That's Food for the Poor's Paul Jacobs on the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. I'm John Steigerwald, and your business could be the answer to saving lives today. More in a moment. The political unrest had the fuel costs and a number of things that have literally cut off resources to the country has fueled a humanitarian crisis that we haven't seen this bad in years. But Food for the Poor, being a ministry in Haiti for more than 33 years, does the work of saving lives. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. You make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime of the money. 100% goes to Food for the Poor to meet this immediate need. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, or give online at theanswerpgh.com. Do it now. Offer ends March 31st. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Many people today think the Bible, the most influential book in world history, is not only outdated, but also irrelevant, irrational, and even immoral. Dennis Prager here. I've written a book, The Rational Bible, Genesis. 
to prove otherwise. My new book demonstrates clearly and powerfully that the Bible remains profoundly relevant both for the great issues of our day and in each of our lives. The Rational Bible Genesis comes out this May, and I want to invite you to join me for an exclusive pre-launch event for my book on May 6th in Orlando, Florida. That will be the first day it will be available to the public. Get your tickets today. Be part of a full-day celebration with me and our partners at TBN. Come and be part of the studio audience for the taping and live broadcast of my radio show. After the broadcast, I'll discuss my new book, answer your questions, and you'll get a signed copy of The Rational Bible Genesis. Join me in Orlando on May 6th. Get your tickets today when you visit my website, DennisPrager.com, and click on the Rational Bible banner. See you in Orlando. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, there's something new and special I want to talk to you about right now. It's called Food for the Poor. And here at AM 1250, The Answer, we're looking for your help to raise money for food for the people of Haiti. A little while ago, I spoke with Angel Aloma. He's the executive director for Food for the Poor. Angel, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So uh, before we get into what exactly it is uh, you guys are doing, Food for the Poor, um, can you just give us kind of a, um, a summary of just how bad things are in Haiti right now? Well, um, uh, just yesterday, um, the prime minister was kicked out of office by the, by the Congress. So we don't know what's going to happen again, but this is not a good thing. And uh, basically... Um, there has been a lack of clean water, a lack of food, a lack of money in general. And uh, the doctors and the hospitals that we support are telling us this could actually open up to the worst um, epidemic of, uh, of um, cholera and also of, of malnutrition, that they're seeing a lot of malnutrition coming in. Um, we have to understand that Haiti is a country that at best of times is in crisis. I mean, um, as much as 80% of the country is unemployed or underemployed, the large part of the population lives under $2 a day, which means that, they are, um, that that's what's defined as extreme poverty. So people are, are already living in this type of squalor, and then all of a sudden this happens now, and the protests and the tire burning and so forth. And what happens is that it's uh, all the downtown closed down some of it was looted and so basically food is completely short water is completely short and once they start drinking that contaminated water it's really troublesome particularly for the children whose immune system is already compromised how hard is it for you to get the the food from here to there that's not a problem for us at all. We have partners everywhere. Um, Taiwan gives us food for free where we basically pay for the shipping. Um, we buy food from Guyana, which is also not too far out, so we can get it there within no time. And um, what kinds of food are you delivering? Or what, what works? Because, I mean, if you don't have refrigeration, uh, you don't have water, how are they able to make it the food even potable? Well, basically, rice and beans is, is the main diet of the poor um, because rice is a great carb and the beans are a great protein. So the combination of the two actually have saved a lot of children's lives all over the world. And uh, so that's what we send down. It's dry food. It doesn't spoil at all easily. We also send down whatever we can, but we're also building water projects down there so that they can have clean water. So uh, l- let's uh, run down what uh, people's money can get. Uh, if for, pe- if pe- for people who uh, choose to contribute, what that money, how much money uh, is needed and what each uh, uh, payment can go for. Well, for $320, we can feed a family of four for a year and give them clean water for life. Wow. What do we mean by clean water for life? When we build a well in a village um, uh, that, say, have a thousand people, um, uh, we, if that well, if the, if the pump breaks, they call, the community leader will call Food for the Poor, and we replace that pump. If that well runs dry, they call Food for the Poor. We come out and we redig a well somewhere nearby to the village again that has water. So when we do a well, we don't just leave it and then they have to worry about everything. We actually maintain it for life. And uh, 500 for a family of six, I see here, $1,000 for 12 people. That's feed 12 people for a year? 
Um, uh, actually, yes. Wow. And water for life. That's a, so you're, and, and this is a charity, Food for the Poor, where people can be confident that the money they give is, is not going to be wasted. It's going directly to the people who need it. Absolutely, John. Um, uh, we have uh, over 94% um, of all donations, including the value of our, of our in-kind um, uh, gifts, goes directly to programs that help the poor. And here's a special offer for you if you're a business owner. If you donate $1,200 to Food for the Poor, AM 1250, the answer will give you $1,200 worth of advertising. No cost to you. We'll write and produce the commercials at no cost to you. Here's the number to call, 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. And uh, we're back with some breaking news. Um, Robert Mueller's... Uh, report is investigation is over and it was delivered earlier today just uh this is just i i mean i was on the air and i wasn't paying all that much attention to this i knew it was going to happen at some point or didn't know but thought it was going to happen um uh, sometime this afternoon and i didn't know what was going to happen before after or during this show but it happened during the show and just within the last few minutes i think uh, it was delivered earlier this afternoon, the, the uh, report was, to the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's office, and it was delivered to uh, the Attorney General's office, Barr, within minutes of that, uh, according to a senior DOJ official. The White House was notified that the DOJ had received the report around 4.45 before lawmakers on Capitol Hill were informed. Both Barr and Rosenstein have seen the report, according to a senior DOJ official, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders tweeted this about it. The next steps are up to Attorney General Barr, and we look forward to the process taking its course. The White House has not received or been briefed on the special special counsel report. So it's finally over. We don't have to hear about it's going to come any minute now. It's done. It's over. Should be an interesting weekend. Uh, my sources deep within the uh, uh, Department of Justice tell me that Robert Mueller will be dropping the puck, uh, ceremonial puck, at the Capitals game this weekend. That should be interesting. Thanks for listening this week. We're done. Good job by Aaron Byrne again producing, and I'll see you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.